Blog Talk Radio. Freeman, former NFL player, defensive back, and I listen to the Fantasy Gesture. This is Pat Sertan, and you're listening to the Fantasy Gesture Show. Know your role and shut your mouth because the people's champ is ready to talk. And by the people's champ, we know exactly, exactly who they're talking about. That would be me. I am the Fantasy Gesture. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Fantasy Jester Show, coming to you tonight live from D-Land, Florida. Beautiful night here, a little humid, a little humid, I have to say, Uh, but I thought it was going to be raining, and it's not, so I'm a little happy about that. If you hear some noise in the background, we have uh, people in and out. We've got a, uh, yeah, let's see, you never know who's going to be walking through as, uh, as the night goes on tonight. We are uh, we have people over, not just for the broadcast tonight, but very special one-year-old in my life is going to have a birthday. Zoe will be one years old tomorrow. Okay, very special girl in my life, and uh, so we've got people, you know, everywhere throughout the place and in and out. We've got some great food. Everybody, help yourselves. I will be joined in a little bit with, by Joey Cage tonight, special guest, a special guest with Joey Cage tonight. And, you know, obviously I'm going to have JT on. He's on wherever I go. But to have Joey Cage come in and he's going to be able, folks, he's going to go ahead and talk uh, football with us tonight too. Uh, he goes ahead. We have company football picks And uh, last week, you know, we started the football season and we had the company picks and, you know, Joey Cage is part of the company. So, you know, he did his picks and tonight him and Busy J will go ahead and give their picks on air later on today in the show. Uh, We're going to talk about, you know, WWE tonight. 
the good, the bad, uh, and all that that's gone on in the past week. We've got a good segment. We've got a bad segment. We have the NBA article uh, that was just put out there by uh, Busy J this week and covering the Central Division. We're going to talk about that. Then we have the NHL article by Tate, and uh, that was a good one that he put out there, and it's good. You know, it's about the Pacific Division, and it's going to uh, – I've got a couple of things to say about that one. Uh, as much as he nailed uh, last week, uh, you'll be interested to see what I have to say about this week. You don't want to miss that. Then uh, uh, later on in the show, again, we're going to be getting to the NFL. We're going to be doing our picks. We're going to go through game by game, give you a quick breakdown on that. But then also we're going to have the top 10. You know, Busy J did a top 10 power ranking list on fantasyjusticesports.com, and we're going to be talking about that. So we're going to have power rankings for you NFL fans. We're going to have picks go out, quick run through the games. And then we're going to wrap it up with King's Ransom or Fool's Gold. JT is going to shoot a bunch of fantasy-driven questions at me for this weekend's games. And I'm going to let you know, are they King's Ransom or are they Fool's Gold? Everybody's really starting to like that one. Let me start getting everybody going tonight with my rant. Now, as a bunch of you have gotten used to, uh, I start the show with the rant. And you see, I need a drink of water to get this one going because I'm going to be honest with you, uh, folks. One of the things I'm tired of hearing, as many of you know, I'm about to get, kick off FXE, Florida Extreme Entertainment. We've, we've gone ahead. We've started signing people. You can go on fxeworld.com right now. Start seeing what's going on. Get the idea right from the start of uh, all of that. And, you know, I'm getting ready to do a TV production with it. You know, we're going to go on TV. And here's one of the things I've come to be insulted about is this. People come and say, oh, 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 you do indie wrestling. Oh, you're an indie promoter. You know, I'm not indie, folks. Let me, let's, let me clear this up for all of you out there because it's really starting to aggravate me. You know, indie promotions and what FXE is and FXEworld.com are completely different. Indie, yeah, you know, you've got you guys, and they're everywhere down here because they can be in Florida, all right? Indie promotions are not what I'm doing. Let them have fun. Good luck, guys. Uh, you know, I, I love them all, okay? But that's not what we're doing. FXE is a professional promotion. It's a show. It's entertainment. This isn't, this isn't, don't, I, I don't want anybody thinking this is an indie show. This isn't going to be, the length of my production is we get some cheesy intro music as somebody walks in. That, that's indie. That's not a professional show. Another big difference. We're not going to have a six-sided ring. A professional ring is four sides. You want six sides, go, go, go do MMA somewhere. Have fun. 
okay? We are not indie wrestling. We are a professional promotion company, an entertainment company. There is a difference. You have indie shows down here, some of them, their, their ring doesn't even have a skirt. I can promise you, ours will always have a skirt. And right on the side of it, big old letters, FXE, Florida Extreme Entertainment. So you know who's bringing you that night. Because it is a production. It's not an indie. You know what? You know what it isn't? It's not at some bingo hall. It's not in some backyard. It's not 50 people. It's not 100 people. Not even 200. Those are indie. And God bless them. They're great. They're entertaining. They're more times than not good, clean, fun entertainment for people to go see. Enjoy Enjoy. I'm not putting them down. Great people. Enjoy. Have fun, everybody. All the indie people. Leave the professional promotion to FXE. It will be different than what's out there. We're not trying to compare to you guys. We're not trying to belittle you guys. But understand, this is a professional production. It's a professional show. It's not indie wrestling. And you come out to our very first show, you will see the difference. I promise you. All right, gang, let's get this going. Let's kick this off. Where are we? We are ready for sports and hot women. Where did the hot women come in? I'll tell you later on on that one. (laughs) Hot women. Who doesn't like hot women in sports, right? Other than, I don't know. Couldn't tell you, to be honest with you. I know I do. And with that, somebody else who I know who likes uh, sports and hot women is uh, my partner in all our shows. That's right, folks. The one, the only, GT, Jason Townsend. How are you tonight? Chester, here I am back in Columbus, Ohio, otherwise known as the seventh circle of hell. But I will say, I do agree with you on the sports and the hot women. You really can't argue with that. I mean, you and I argue a lot, but I really can't argue with that. I finally, you know, I I had to think, I had to think, I had to think, and that's why I never told you the title of this week's show. If you notice, I just glazed over that one and uh, got away with it, and now here that you see it and know it, uh, yeah, Sports and Hot Women, something that I finally had that you would not argue me on. I mean, it took me long enough. It's taken me how many episodes now, but I found something. I, I knew you would at some point, but like I said, there's really nothing I can I can do or say about that. So, well played, well played. You know, that's the thing. 
it, it, it's so simplistically easy. That's why I couldn't think of it. I mean, I, I just went to the basics. <laughs> okay. You know, it's like the four major food groups. Uh, and for you, is you have two food groups, uh, sports and hot women. Pretty Absolutely. simple. I like that. All right. Joining us also tonight, coming in, uh, can somebody get him from the green room, please? Uh, we got our wrestler, <laughs> Joey Cage, and uh, it, he's working his way on in. He's going to be oh, on let tonight. Me sure have a, let me make sure they have a cold corona for this gentleman, too. So, you know. Actually, we've got the cold corona already uh, here, and uh, we also have uh, beer koozies now. We had another Ooh. fan. Uh, yeah, no, listen, here, we're starting a thing, and, and this is going to be funny. I can see that this might, uh, might be uh, something that's going to start happening. A couple of weeks ago, a Cleveland Indians fan gave me a beer koozie for us here. Heard the uh, broadcast, knows that we like Coronas, and sent me a Cleveland Indians beer koozie. And uh, I absolutely loved it. I mentioned it on an article and the other day, it was, I'm trying to remember, my days are running together. I don't know if it was two or three days ago. I got another one in the mail thanking me for the coverage from Tampa Bay Camp. One of the people I had met over there, uh, one of the diehard fans over there. And uh, I told them, you know, listen to the show. And, you know, we were talking. They asked me what I was doing over there and whatnot. And, Sure enough, they had listened to the show, and they ended up, uh, you know, hearing about the beer koozie story, too. And uh, so now I've got two beer koozies, uh, which is good. I have one, and right now I have one for one guest uh, at a time, you know. (laughs) Jerry Cage. There he is. How are you tonight, sir? How's everything, man? Doing good, doing good. Uh, You know, I have a lot going on this weekend. Very excited to be here. Um, you know, uh, tomorrow is a very important day for me. Um, you know, my, my daughter turns one years old. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, very excited for that. You know, it's, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I love wrestling. I love sports. You know, I love, uh, telling JT that Roman Reigns sucks, but you know, when it comes to my daughter, there really is only one word to describe me. And, uh, you know, I, I really love her though. And I, you know, there's so much going on. I'm really excited. Uh, was told about, you know, this show and, uh, you know, usually I'm on FXV live, uh, every Wednesday at 9 PM on fantasy Uh, but I wanted to be on this show and, you know, there was a lot to talk about and a lot of things that I, I'd wanted to discuss and, you know, just overall very happy to be here. I appreciate uh, the gentleman over there that had got me a couple of Corona's, uh, it's refreshing to know I don't have to stop at the store on the way here now. Um, so that's good, but, uh, very excited for the show. In the interest of the show, JT, yeah, I've uh, made sure yeah, that exactly. we've already got it here. Now he doesn't have to stop on the way. Uh, I just thought that was smart well, on my know, part. Smart on your part. Now if we can just get Tate in makeup a little earlier on Thursday night, so I think we'll have this thing with. Um, from what I hear, okay, the makeup girl, uh, we do the show at 7 o'clock Eastern, Gridiron Guys, uh, with Tate Dello. And at 7 p.m. Eastern, from what I was told from makeup, okay, they would need to start at 10 a.m., you know. So 
Um, they just, you know, he doesn't have that time and neither do they, they're expensive. I can't pay for that many hours of makeup. So, um, I'd rather pay for the Coronas <laughs> next up on our night and going to be, uh, on the show tonight, a very good guest of ours, a great writer for fantasyjusticesports.com. Jason busy J coming to you from New York. Jason, how are you tonight, sir? You know what? I'm having an awful Saturday, guys. You having an awful Saturday? What's the matter? Florida State just got raped by Louisville. That was beautiful. That was beautiful, by the way. And on top it's, of that, yeah. on top of that, news just came down the pike that my guy, Jacob DeGrom, is going to be done for the rest of the season. He's going to have surgery on his elbow. So if that dashed away any hopes that I had of my beloved Mets defending the National League Championship. There'll be a one-and-done team in the playoffs. So, yeah, this Saturday is totally in the dumps. Sad day. Sad day. Tragic. I'll go ahead. Uh, I have a lot of friends that listen in uh, back up in New Jersey that are Mets fans, and uh, I've been feeling their pain for them, and I understand that. However, I am smack dab right in the middle of Gator country. So not really going to get much love out of this show no. for uh, the Seminoles. Sorry. And, and I'm a Hurricane fan, so I agree with Brad Kaya. It was a beautiful win today and Florida State lost. You can't ask for much more. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's one of those things. But let's get this going, guys. Let's get this going. Uh, you know, let's, let's do this. Talk just real quick, I want to go into WWE, the good and the bad. Uh, just a couple seconds each uh, for everybody just to talk on this. Uh, you know what, JT? I'll let you pick. You want to go good or bad first? Oh, let's let's lead off with the bad. Nice. So, yeah, let's, I like let's, it. Let's definitely. You know, I'm always a positive kind of guy, so let's lead off with the negative. Um, as you <laughs> and I and Joey Page have talked about in the past and here in the recent times, Enzo versus Epico. That bad isn't even enough to describe what they're doing to Enzo and Cass. Uh, so when I look at that, I say, WWE, uncreative. You've outdone yourself this time because I didn't see this coming. That's my bad right. for WWE for the week. All right. All right. Um, let me go. Joey Cage, what's your bad for the week? Wow. Well, uh, there's, I guess, you know, I have a few words for the bad. We'll say uh, SmackDown Live. Uh, you know, that's probably the best way I can go with what's been bad. No, but in all seriousness, though, um, you know, while there have been some good stuff, a lot of the a lot of the stuff I've seen on SmackDown Live, you know, has been very upsetting. And um, just overall, the direction, the show, for those that remember, you know, the 08, uh, 2008 era and, you know, 2006, around there when the shows were divided, and, uh, you know, SmackDown was always looked at as the secondary show, the show that you could kind of miss. Um, and while it does have some brand-specific superstars, uh, it's kind of still the same way these days. And just overall, the show needs a lot of work. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, you know what? I'll go last. Busy J, what do you got that's bad in the WWE this week? I'm going to say what's bad, and it kind of harpers on what you said earlier about Enzo and Cass. It's the whole tag team division on both shows. They're lackluster. New Day needs to either drop the belt or develop somebody new for them to 
fight against. I'm just really down on the whole tag team division, especially with the cruiserweight division coming up. And I don't know if you guys were big fans of CWC, but that was some phenomenal wrestling. So I think Raw's going to get better with that, but the whole tag team division, I'm not happy at all. It's terrible booking on both ends. I've got this. I've got Paige. She goes and gets a Del Rio tattoo, okay, but decides to stay at WWE after all this that she's going to leave and this, that, and leave and leave and leave and all this with Del Rio, and he's gone now and going who knows where. And she goes ahead, gets a tat for him, and then decides to stay at WWE. I uh, Psychotic, maybe? I don't know. I'm trying to think of the best word on that one. But uh, moving on to the good, though. What is good for the WWE or what is potentially good? I want to go first, then Busy J, Joey Cage, JT. Real quick, folks, a rumor that I've been hearing. I'm going to try and find out what I can this week on this and get back to you on FXE this week. Uh, There's a rumor going around. Hulk? Hulk and Jimmy Hart, possibly? Both returning to the WWE for little spots? That would be good for the WWE. What do you have, Busy J? I'm going to go good for the WWE is the era of AJ Styles, the most declarated champion in the history of wrestling for the last 10 years. If you think about it, he's held every title within the last couple of years, as a matter of fact. And I think he's the perfect guy to lead an underdog SmackDown to new heights. So I'm going to go with AJ being the world heavyweight champion. Do you think that's bad? No, I think that's good. Oh, okay. All right. Just checking. Because there's some that are saying that that's not good. That you know, you're looking at the uh, the smaller wrestlers now really taking over, and there's some that are saying that that's not good for the sport. So we'll we'll see. I mean, that's that's a good one. I mean, personally, yeah, you've got somebody that's decorated like he is. I mean, he he, he really uh, this is just another belt for him in his collection. Personally, that's the way I see it. But Joey Cage, what are you going with? That's good. It's pretty crazy. My good was also going to be AJ Styles being the WWE champion. I think that, um, you know, he absolutely is the best in-ring worker in the business right now. Um, You know, as Busy had said, you know, he's very decorated over the last 10 years. You're talking about a guy who's had matches with Nakamura, uh, you know, a a lot of really talented guys, uh, five-star matches all over the world, Japan, and I think it's very huge for WWE to put the belt on someone who was uh, a TNA world champion and a guy that was, you know, very, he was in TNA for a while. I think it's huge. Uh, and it's WWE admitting, you know, that, listen, this guy is the real deal. Uh, he is phenomenal, uh, pun intended, in the ring. And, uh, you know, very excited for that. He, he absolutely deserves the belt, and he's perfect to lead the WWE right now. Excellent, excellent. Really good, really good. Yeah, no, um, that's like I said, there's people going to both sides, and you you and uh, Busy J make the point properly, though. I, I like that. JT, what do you have? Well, real quick, since you both brought up AJ Styles, I'll say shameless self-promotion. 
Tune in this Wednesday night to FXC Live as I examine, is AJ Styles being the champ on SmackDown what's best for business? But my good for the week is a slight twinkle glimmer that Jack Swagger might actually get used properly. Him and Baron Corbin, I think that could be a really nice set between those two guys. I think both of them are very talented individuals, and there's just that slight glimmer that maybe they'll get this right with Swagger. So that's my good for the week. All right, all right. And, uh, well, you know what? We'll talk about that one because uh, I, I, I want to discuss what you just said, but uh, we have to keep moving on. We'll talk about that again Wednesday, FXE Live. We have a very special edition. I will talk to you about that later on. Next up, folks, uh, we're going to go with the NBA article that Busy J wrote and just have Busy J go over uh, it real quick. What do you have, Busy, about it? And, you know, give everybody a preview of what they can find on FantasyJusticeSports.com. Uh, busy. Busy? He's a man of few words. Yep. Yeah, sorry about that. It was cutting in out. Repeat that last thing. Your NBA article uh, regarding the Central. Okay. You want to give everybody a little preview on that one? All right. So I'm pretty much did the Central Division, and I think it's going to be one of the most competitive divisions in the NBA. We have the defending champs, the Cavaliers. But you also have the upstart Pacers, the retooled Chicago Bulls team, the up-and-coming Detroit Piston team. So it's going to be a real – think of the NBA Central kind of like the NFC and the AFC North Division where you got Pittsburgh, you got the Bengals, you got the Ravens. So you're going to have a lot of grind-out teams. Of course the Cavs are going to be ahead of everybody else. But really look for the Indiana Pacers to make some noise. Look for Detroit to move up from an eight seed last year – possibly to a six or five seed challenging the teams like the Hawks, the Knicks, the Heat, things like that. So things will be very competitive division. You guys definitely stay tuned. Joey Cage, go ahead. You know, we don't get an opportunity to hear your thoughts on basketball. Go ahead. Well, I think that the central division is interesting. Uh, the Cavs are absolutely going to win it. But the, the thing is, you know, in regards to the Pacers, I don't think that they have a better team uh, all around than they did a few years back uh, before Paul George got hurt and the team that they had around them then when they were contending. Uh, I also don't think – I mean, Detroit, they've, they haven't made any huge uh, signings or anything like that. And I think that, you know, they'll, they'll be a pretty good team. But And then there's a team like the Bucks who have a world of talent on their roster, you know, with uh, Ante DeCumpo and, like, all those guys. But, I mean, just all in all, it's, it, you know, it absolutely is LeBron James' division. The Cavs are going to win it again. Uh, it'll be somewhat competitive, but I don't see it being, you know, close. The Cavs win the division. Interesting. All right. All right. Next up, what we're going to do is, because we got to keep running along, I'm going to talk about uh, Tate's hockey article that's up there about the Pacific, and I'm going to ask JT to uh, chime in on this as well. Uh, You know, he gave the article about the Pacific, and I I really have to argue a little bit with the rankings. And, you know, great writer, gave you some really good stats. I, I just, sometimes I don't agree with his opinion. And he's got San Jose still coming in first. And, 
My argument is this, and I guess it was as I'm looking at my sheet here, it's his Edmonton theory and thoughts on that. And L.A. and Calgary, I don't know. I just have things flip-flopped around. My picks in that division is Vancouver coming in last, Phoenix coming in next to last, Anaheim in fifth. Then, depending, I've got L.A. or Calgary here. And I think Calgary can make a little bit more noise than people are, are, are thinking because they really do have a better offense than people know about. They were getting hammered at the other end, and they kind of went out and got a goalie. Matter of fact, there is no goalie that was on their roster last year that's on their roster this year. They got a new starting goalie. They got a new backup. I don't know. I'm just seeing them move up. Uh, Then Edmonton. Edmonton. A bunch of talent, a bunch of young guys went out and got a blue line guy in Adam Larson from the Devils. And, you know, Edmonton people might not know much about Adam Larson coming out of New Jersey and all that, but they made out pretty well. I understand that it cost them Hall, but what he's going to bring to that back line is invaluable. It's what they need. They've got plenty of talent up front. They finally shored up the goaltending. Now you bring in somebody like Larson who can play. He plays every phase of the game. You're talking about top one or two guy on your defense who plays the power play and the penalty killing. And then San Jose, you know, San Jose, we talk about Peter DeBoer. And here's one thing. Here's about Peter DeBoer. 46 wins last year. Okay, with San Jose. And I can guarantee this year that they won't have 40 wins because he doesn't win. He doesn't win, okay, that second year more than 35 games. Big drop. Yeah. Big drop. He doesn't, he doesn't win more than 35 games. No, he doesn't win more than 35 games that second year, either with the Devils or with Florida. He started out very first year, 40 wins with all of them, okay, and then with both of them, just like he did with San Jose, and then followed up with no better than 35 wins. All right, I'm telling you right now. Joey Cage is shaking his head like, uh, what? Is that true? Yeah, it, it, I, I'm, it is I'm, true. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. They, you know, <laughs> I don't think Joey Cage understands that I know my sports and fantasy sports, and in particular hockey. He's sitting here shaking his head at me like I, I, I have no clue what I'm talking about. JT. Yeah, J- Joey, you know I got to give him this. I got to give him this. You know, his first year in Florida, 41 wins. His next year, 32 his first year with the Devils, 48 wins, 19 wins the next season, 35 and 12 before he got fired. So you're looking at a guy that seems to do really well his first year and then disappears. And if you look at his coaching record, he's made the cup his first year with the Devils and then didn't return to the playoffs. Made the cup his first year with San Jose, and I agree. You look at this guy's track record, I think the players just get tired of his song and dance. 
uh, and tune him out. I agree completely. I don't think the double or the uh, Sharks win more than 35 games this year. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll be surprised if they do. And, you know, what we're going to do, folks, before we get into the rest of the show, I, I'm sorry, I have to do it. I have to pay some bills. Hi, folks. It's Barbara here for Deep Obsession Charters. Whether you live in the beautiful West Palm Beach area or you're planning on visiting the Sunshine State and you love to dive, you have to contact South Florida's premier dive operators, Deep Obsession Dive Charters, out of the West Palm Beach area. They are a full-service dive operation. They've got everything from equipment sales and rentals, and they're also a PADI-certified dive center, and they offer certifications from beginning all the way to pro. Deep Obsession offers wreck dives, reef dives, night dives, and dives to the beautiful Blue Heron Bridge, which was voted one of the world's best macro dive sites. But their best adventure, I believe, is their baited shark dives. Here you will be educated on the importance of conservation of these beautiful endangered creatures while being up close and personal with them. It's truly an unforgettable experience, I tell you. For the best customer service in the industry, with fun and safety as a priority, you can book your next dive adventure at deepobsessioncharters.com or you can call them at 561-707-2045. You can also find Deep Obsession Charters on Facebook and Twitter or you can check out their videos on YouTube. Remember, for the best dive experience in South Florida, it's Deep Obsession Dive Charters. Dive, dive, dive. You got it. Deep obsession, you know. And uh, earlier, uh, if you were paying attention during the week to uh, the shows, uh, matter of fact, on Thursday nights, we do Gridiron Guys. And on Gridiron Guys, I went ahead and said that we would be having new commercials on the show. What happened was, is I tried to be, (laughs) yeah, I know my fantasy sports and I know sports in general, folks, but I should really stay away from soundboards and anything in the studio. Once again, I kind of messed things up. I went in there. I wanted to surprise the staff and everybody with the intro. Uh, The intro today was Finn Balor's entrance from WWE and I wanted to surprise everybody with that. So I was able to go ahead, put that in. When I did that, I kind of messed up the commercials and was stuck with the uh, old commercials yet. I don't know what I did with the other ones. I can't find them anywhere. So uh, when production came in today, uh, getting everything set up for the show, they saw that and uh, they were grateful and very thankful that I gave them more work during the week. So uh, as we move on, we're going to go ahead and talk about the MLB. You know, we've got NFL coming up. But first, I've got some news I've got to share with everybody. You know, right about now is normally where I go with what's ahead, what's coming up. I'm happy to give you some what's coming up, folks. This Wednesday night, you're going to want to pay attention to a very Special edition, two-hour edition of FXE Live. We're going to be covering the WWE. We're going to be covering FXE. We're going to be having an FXE signing live. And then most of all, I'm happy to tell you, We're going to have former WWF 
WW, WCW and every other initial out there. He is a legend in the sport of wrestling. We will have in that two-hour edition one hour of Larry Zabisco joining us live FXE this Wednesday night. You're not going to want to miss that show. Now, Thursday night, we have the Gridiron guys at 7 p.m. Now, it's either this week or next week, we have a big surprise for all of you out there who like sports and hot women. I can't give any more. You're going to have to tune in this Thursday to find out. Then... Next week, just in case Larry Zabisco wasn't enough for you on Wednesday, next Saturday on the Fantasy Jester Show, it is my pleasure to have former NBA player and silver medalist from NC State, former Orlando Magic Boston Celtics, played with a couple of teams, even played over in Europe. We're going to talk to him. Chris Corciani is going to join us this weekend, next Fantasy Jester show, Saturday, 8 p.m. Don't miss that as we talk NBA, we talk NCAA, NC State, we talk uh, overseas, what basketball is like there. And also some of his records, I mean, some of his records that are still out there in the NCAA today, he's the second, I'll get into his stats that night. I'm not going to get into it right now, but just give you this one. I'll throw this one out there. Okay. Second, one, two, second, again, one, two, second on the all time assists category in NCAA history, Chris Corciani. There's one out there for your trivia buffs. You can get people this week. When you go to work, hit them with it. Hey, give them a list of names and throw in Chris's name and then say, who's the second all-time assist leader? Tell people to give you the top three. And then tell them to listen to Fantasy Jester next Saturday night, 8 p.m., so that they can listen to Chris and the other records that a lot of people don't know about. Great week ahead. Great week ahead. FantasyJusticeSports.com bringing you all of this. Let's get it going. Let's keep this rolling, folks. JT has a story we're just going to touch on real quick. MLB. JT, what do you have for us? Oh, this got me fired up. AJ Preller the low-down, snake-in-the-grass general manager for the San Diego Padres, who has withheld medical information on guys that he's traded to other teams. So, for example, Drew Pomeranz was traded for Anderson Espinosa at the deadline. Espinosa was considered the best prospect traded at the deadline. Now, Pomeranz has been healthy enough to pitch, but there were issues that should have been in this report to the Sox that weren't that would have definitely changed this trade. The trade of Colin Ray earlier in the season to the Florida Marlins. Now all of a sudden he needs Tommy John surgery. Again, information that this guy did not disclose, trade was reverted. Now, 
This guy's been suspended before. In 2010 with the Rangers, he was suspended for his uh, international market restrictions that he bypassed. 30 mm-hmm. days suspension for this guy, okay? Pete Rose is banned for life for gambling. A first-time steroid user is suspended for 80 games. Okay, this guy mm-hmm. got 30 A repeat steroid offender, 162 games. This is a repeat offense for this guy. He got 30 days. Something stinks in the MLB. Something stinks in the commissioner's office, and it needs to be fumigated. That is uh, that is disgusting. And, uh, you know, it's amazing some of the things that you don't see out there in mainstream, the things that are just, some of the things that are just buried that uh, people just don't talk about and how the sports cover up some of the things. And, you know, this is one of them, you know, uh, trying to cover their black eye and, and cover something up on the sport. It, it's, it, it's no different. It's no different than some of these other sports out there. It is. Uh, uh, but then again, you know, you got Pete Rose sitting there for a man that unbelievable accomplishments. Okay. Bet on his team to win. Bet on his team to win. Let me repeat that. Bet on his team to win. How dare he believe in his team and, you know, gamble on the side. As long as he wasn't betting against them and then making roster changes that would blow. He was saying he's going to call the right game and have the right pitcher in there at the right time and do everything good for the organization. Okay. And put his money Obviously not tanking for the – yeah, yeah. Just, I mean, unbelievable. So – yeah, I, I, I've got to get off of this. I really do. For this reason, I will get hot. I, I just don't agree with Rose not being in there at this point. Let's go on. Let's go to football. Let's talk happy thoughts. Let's talk happy thoughts. You know, Busy J is on the line, and let's just get him real quick. Busy J, we've got the picks. Now, last week in the picks, you went nine and six, middle of the pack. Not too bad, okay? You're starting to show, you're showing a little promise around here, guy. You're starting to show a little promise. And what we're going to do is, folks, we're going to direct you to this. We were going to talk about it tonight, but time is running short. Busy J has his, uh, he's got his uh, show on here that he does for, uh, FantasyJusticeSports.com. He does a whole thing on the top ten list over there. Not a show, but an article. I couldn't think of the name article. Don't ask me why. It's, I say it all the time. He's got an article <laughs> over there. On, yeah, it's uh, funny as hell. It is. It really is. It's things I can get stuck on. Uh, you know what I'm the worst at, too? I've got three damn pro- podcasts, okay? And I'm the worst, the worst at leaving a voicemail. I, I don't understand that one. But, uh, yeah, no, Busy J has got this article, top ten list over there. And we will next week, for sure, we'll have time to talk about that list as it continues to grow. Because, you know what, after the first week, i got to be honest with you, folks, I'm of the opinion we learn absolutely nothing. We really don't know because, you know what, what you saw last week could change 180 this week, including the Rams. Jester, now be honest. We we did learn one thing. Mm. RG three is a bomb. End of story. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. 
That that was just uh, absolutely awful. All right, folks, here we go. Let's get these picks rolling. We've got New Orleans versus the Giants. Uh, right now, we've got uh, we'll go Joey and then Busy, and then we'll you know we're going to alternate back and forth who goes first. So right now, New Orleans Giants, Joey. Uh, I'm going to have to go Giants. New Orleans is without its top corner and uh, really the only good corner they have. Uh, it's going to be very similar to last year's game where they each put up like six touchdowns on each other, but uh, the Giants win this game. Okay. And Busy J? I'm agreeing with him. I'm going with the Giants. Giants big. The Dallas Cowboys had the Giants defensive line and checked for most of the game. New Orleans don't present those challenges. Going with the Giants big. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, actually, right now, uh, I have to get Kid Kelly's yet. I'll be talking to her later. But right now, everybody except Tate has the Giants. Tate has New Orleans. That's okay, folks. He's a Buffalo fan, so let him just let him go. Just let him go. Um, don't say anything. Just let him cry in the corner, okay? Uh, Tennessee, Detroit, busy day. I'm going to go with Detroit. A lot of people are sleeping on them. I'm, I like I like Stafford. I think he's gonna have a good game, and offense is starting to click. I'm going with Detroit in a shoot in a shootout. Detroit in a shootout. Gotcha. Joey Cage. I'm gonna also go Detroit. Uh, Detroit has, in my opinion, the better team as of right now. Um, I trust Stafford in that offense to move it a little bit better. Uh, Tennessee is gonna be pretty good. I honestly believe in Mariota, and. Um, Derrick Henry and, you know, what they're trying to do down there. But uh, Detroit wins this game. All right. So far, uh, JT, you're alone with Tennessee. You want to defend that pick? Hey, I'll be lone wolf. Absolutely. Tennessee defense did hold Adrian Peterson beyond in check last week, held Minnesota's offense without a touchdown. I think Mariota's the kind of guy that gives, if you look at Caldwell's history of his teams, he has trouble with mobile quarterbacks. So does Detroit's defense. And Ziggy Ansah may not play in this game. Tennessee wins it. Gotcha. Okay. Dallas-Washington. Joey? Uh, This is an interesting game. I think that last week we saw a glimpse of Dallas with Dak, and we saw Washington. Um, I know I'm against the green when I say I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to be as good as he was last year. Um, But I will say that Washington wins this game. All right. And Busy J. I'm going with the Cowboys. I like what I saw from Zach. I think the offense will be in better sync. Bears will get more targets. And I'm yeah, I'm going with I'm going with the Cowboys in a close game. You know, I can't I uh, you're by yourself on this one and I can't help who you associate with and those Dallas fans. <laughs> K C Houston. I'm not saying much. Uh, KC Houston. Da, 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 da. Busy J. I'm going with Houston to get a measure of revenge from the playoff loss back in January. I think Houston's a better complete team right now. They're home. The offense is starting to click. I like Fuller. So I'm going with Houston in a, in a close game. I'm going with Houston. Okay. Joey? I'm also going to go with Houston. I think uh, Kansas City is going to be very good. Uh, Alex Smith has shown, shown showed a lot last week, and I just think in general they'll be all right. Uh, but Houston does have an interesting element. Brock Osweiler has a new target, Will Fuller, uh, who is going to make it really hard on anyone to double the, uh, Hopkins. 
And just in general, I mean, talk about two great, you know, receiving threats there. Uh, you know, you can't stop. Fuller is so fast. But uh, just in general, um, definitely going to go Houston. And uh, once again, the Buffalo fan is along with KC. Enough said. Not gonna, I can't argue with that kind of logic there. Uh, you know. Let him be. Let him be. He's uh, in search of an offensive coordinator, even though the offensive uh, production was 31 points the night before. Uh, I get it. Uh, Miami, New England, Joey Cage. Uh, I think New England wins this one as well. Um, You know, they're just that kind of a team. And Miami, you know, is still, in my opinion, underperforming. Um, you know, very much, uh, while new England, I mean, they just, I'll tell you, man, they just find a way to win. Uh, but I think another week with Garoppolo under center, um, yeah, I think they're going to get a few of those pieces back. I'm not sure about some of them, but I know that just in general, uh, at home, I'm going to go with new England. Okay. And busy Jay. I'm going to go with New England as well. I think Miami is very, we don't know what we're going to expect from Miami this year. I think they're the worst team in that position. I think New England's starting, like you said, to get, to get the pieces back. The offense is clicking. Even without Gronk, I still think the Patriots win handily. Um, just a real quick question. You think that they're worse than Buffalo? Yes. Wow. Personnel hey, don't we have oh, a gift for Busy? <laughs> Wait, no, uh, no, uh, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm serious, okay? I'm real serious. Um, you really think that they're worse than uh, – Like you're not messing with us? Buffalo? Yeah, no. You really think that they're worse than Buffalo? I think so. I think so. We'll see when they play each other. Right now, I think they're a step below Buffalo. At least Buffalo's been competitive. What a maroon. <laughs> what an ignoramus. <laughs> Thank you, Bugs. How's that not competitive? No. And you know what, Busy? Here's one for you. Remember you heard it from me, okay? Because I am alone on this pick. I have Miami. Now, I might be... What a maroon. <laughs> what an ignoramus. <laughs> but I might not be. You know, and here's the crazy thing, okay, because this is coming up, folks. We got King's Ransom and Fool's Gold, okay? And you know what? You know how many people laughed at me on my prediction of 150 yards and two touchdowns as a fantasy uh, prediction for Forte the other night on the Jets? You know, I I caught a lot of flack for that. And you know what? Just real quick, I don't mean to interrupt the picks, but just real quick on that. All right, well, everybody's going to laugh at me on Miami, okay? On that Forte thing, you know what? In a league where if you got a point for every 10 yards gained and you got a point per uh, reception and six points per touchdown, I said 150 and two touchdowns. That would have been 29 points in a league like that. Trust me, I know. Now, after that, my prediction, okay, now you go look at what he got. He got 30 points. So you know what, folks? I'm sorry for those fantasy people who listened to me, and I said that they would get 29 points, say, in that league, and they ended up getting more. I apologize. For those who said I'd be wrong, there you go. Don't listen to me. You can listen to Matthew Berry on ESPN instead. Um, I'm telling you. Pardon me? 
I'd have started him if you said 30, but since you said 29, I sat him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said 29. <laughs> I gave you a gem like that, okay, a forte. And uh, I had people laughing at me and ended up getting a point better than that. So there you go, folks. Let's get back to the picks. Baltimore, Cleveland, Busy Jay. Going with Baltimore, and I'm also going with Cleveland to be the number one pick in next year's NFL draft. <laughs> Joey Cage. Uh, you know, I'm really looking at this sheet uh, of the picks, the staff picks, and I can't believe it, really. I mean, I see that the fantasy jester himself and JT, who I halfway respect, uh, have Cleveland. I don't know if that's because Mr. JT is in Cleveland or I don't know what, but... He's in Columbus, but Columbus, okay. Yeah, all right, fair enough, that's right. Um, But, no, uh, I honestly think Baltimore. I don't see Cleveland. Cleveland's going to struggle to keep a quarterback healthy the rest of the way. Uh, McCown is almost as fragile as RG3, uh, and Kessler is beyond not ready. That team, they will have the number one overall pick, and they will lose to Baltimore. JT, you want him, or... Yeah, no, please. Well, I mean... I just want to throw out there that I remember Mr. Joey Cage on one of our other football shows trying to sell me on how great RG3 was before the season began. It sounds like the shoe has. Yeah, he was. He has to eat. No, he has to eat that one, folks. He has to eat that one because he was selling me uh, on RG3. All right. And, uh, yeah. Cleveland got better by subtraction. McCown can get the ball to the best receiver on the field, which is Gary Barnage. Gary Remember, Barnage got nothing. Barnage got nothing last week, and that shouldn't happen, first of all. But, all right, San Fran, Carolina. Guys, let's keep going. San Fran, Carolina, Joey Cage. Carolina, absolutely. Carolina and an absolutely on that one. All right. Um, Busy J? Yeah, Hello? Hello? Oh, you hear me? San Francisco, Carolina. Yeah, go on Carolina. I think what San Fran did last week was just an anomaly. It's not going to happen again. The, the Panthers are going to be out to, you know, resurrect what happened last week. I'm going with the Panthers big here. I just don't see San Francisco repeating last week's performance. You, uh, if anybody has ever watched a lion on the Serengeti, Go after a gazelle. That's what this is going to be. This is going to be ugly, folks. Carolina is going to beat up on San Francisco in Carolina this week. You can bet on that one. That's that's a definite. I got them by 17 points, folks. Uh, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh. Busy J. Uh, the AFC North takes center stage this week. I'm going with Pittsburgh to win by a late field goal. It's going to be a slugfest. I'm looking at a 17-14 kind of game. Two teams that don't like each other. Some real football, guys. Can't wait. And Joey Cage? I'm also going Pittsburgh. I think that they're just the better team. Uh, you know, always love those division matchups, especially with those guys, but um, definitely going to go with Pittsburgh. All by himself, JT, you want to defend yourself. Yeah, I look at it and say, and A.J. Green, Antonio Brown, the de- best two players on the field. Then I flip over and look at the running game. I think the combination of Jeremy Hill and Gio Bernard will outdo Fitzgerald Tucson and D'Angelo Williams. 
uh, I see Cincinnati winning that game. You have officially lost me, my good man. <laughs> That's all right. When you picked when you picked RG three, you lost me a few months ago. But you're still my favorite. Oh, man. You know what's crazy? I didn't think he would be injured the first game of the season, though. I think that he would. I, my honest thoughts on him was that he would be good for Cleveland for about six games and and be good. But I mean, I don't think I don't know. I, mean, I guess maybe the most you know ardent of RG three haters would say, yeah, I thought he was going to go down the first game. I didn't see that happen. I'm a hater. No, I'm a hater. I didn't see the first game. But I was dumb enough. Uh, now, real quick, Jester, real quick, real quick recap. How many picks did Joey Cage get right last week? Uh, more than the nine, Jester. Nine, nine and six. And how he many did nine I and six? Ten and five. One game oh, difference okay. right now. Thanks for playing. Here in the Celeste, and thanks for playing. We'll Not after one week. I can't even defend you after one week. I, I'm saying that about the pros. I'm saying that about that in the NFL in general. So um, <laughs> let's keep going. Yeah, no, let's keep going. Arizona and uh, – I mean, I'm sorry. Tampa's at Arizona. We're going uh, busy, busy J on this one. I think Arizona rebounds from that lackluster performance in week one, and they're going to – they're going to have Jameis Winston on the ropes. I think he's going to throw for about three touchdowns, but I still think Carolina, I'm sorry, Arizona's going to win 35-24. Okay, Joey Cage? Uh, as much as it pains me to go against my Florida team, uh, Arizona definitely rebounds from you know what happened last week with New England. Uh, they are the better team. Jameis has come out, and I'm telling you, I'm so impressed with him. I think he's absolutely just, you know, trending up, and so is that team in general. Uh, but they lose to the better team in Arizona this week. Yeah, uh, it's a clean sweep on Arizona too, folks. Seattle and the Los oh Angeles Rams. That's you. <laughs> wow. Um all right. No, no, I, I'm just – I'm looking at JT's uh, pick of the Rams. I don't know. Um, I'm going to definitely go Seattle. Let's start with that. They're definitely winning this game. Um, I can't imagine for the life of me why anyone would think that this Jeff Fisher coach team um, will win the game against Seattle, uh, why any of their quarterbacks or why any of the players on the field will do anything. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, definitely Seattle. Uh, Busy J? You know, the Rams always play Seattle tough, and they always somehow end up beating them at least one time a year for the last three seasons. So this won't be the game that Seattle drops. I think Seattle's focused. They'll win. The Rams will continue to struggle until they put in the number one draft pick and start them at QB. Yep. Okay. All righty. Um... Uh, yeah, and JT, go ahead. You want to? Uh, oh, you I mean, Bizzing pretty this? much covered it. Bizzing pretty much covered it. You look at how the Rams have played Seattle since Pete Carroll's been the head coach there, and they've always stole one and came close to stealing another. I look at it as their home opener. Russell Wilson's got a bad wheel, and when you're at home and your home opener in that stadium, like Seattle was last week against the Dolphins and you hang 12 points, it doesn't say much about your offense either. So I'm taking the home team in this and a team that plays Pete Carroll well. Okay, nice. 
We are uh, we're moving right along now as we have Atlanta versus Oakland, and this one goes to Busy J. With the second pick in the 2017 draft, that'll be the Atlanta Falcons. I think Oakland wins this easily. I think they're going to have a great performance by Derek Carr again. I really like the way the Raiders are trending up. They're definitely in the. They're going to crack the power ten soon. Stay tuned. You think that they've uh, wasted Matt Ryan's time in Atlanta? Yes. Interesting. This is a good one because this is a this is a good game. I mean, I, I don't see Atlanta as that bad as the second pick in the draft, but um, all righty, we'll see. We're going to find out. It's going to be a great season. Joey Cage, what do you have, Atlanta, Oakland? Well, just really quick, uh, Busy, you now mentioned two teams other than Cleveland picking first and second. Where do you see Cleveland picking in this upcoming draft? Well, they don't – I believe they don't have their first-round pick. Next season, so they're gonna. So you know, it's it's sad that they're not gonna leave the number one pick. But I do think Cleveland, Atlanta, in between Buffalo, Miami, as the season play out, those are gonna be the bottom feeders of the NFL. Huh. All right. Well, in regards to this pick, um, I'm gonna go with Oakland to win the game. Uh, I think that Atlanta. I don't know if I'd say second overall. Um, I think that's a little bit harsh. They are they are definitely the worst team in that division. Um, but nonetheless, uh, I'm a big fan of Derek Carr, uh, and you know what those guys are doing in Oakland. They have a they have a team coming along, and they are definitely on the uh, the up and up there. So definitely, I'm going to go with Oakland. righty. and you know what? It's crazy. All of us, all of us have Oakland. All of us have Oakland. So that's uh, that's interesting right there. I uh, I'm pretty sure though that Cleveland does have a first round yeah, pick. Yeah, I thought that uh, too. That's the only thing that uh, no, I they have a first round pick, that. but not th- not their own. They don't get their own first round pick. They have someone else's first round pick, I believe. I have to double check that, but they don't have their first round. Philadelphia's, pick. don't they? Yeah. Right. They got Philadelphia's own. Um, all right, moving moving on, Joey Cage, Jacksonville, San Diego. Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Jacksonville. They're you know a very good young team, great offense. The defense is coming together. Uh, they got pretty good play from some guys that I didn't, I wasn't expecting. Uh, Mukamara did good last week, and that defense as a whole is really coming together. And if that defense does come together the way the offense has, it's gonna be a very dangerous team. Um, San Diego, you know, I don't know. They, you know, they lost Keenan Allen again, uh, but I'm gonna have to go Jacksonville. Jacksonville, huh? All right, cool. Gotcha. Busy J. You know, we talked about Matt Ryan, another quarterback. I'm very fond. You know, I feel bad for. That'll be Rivers. I think the Chargers have also wasted his time. I think the Chargers are gonna drop this game. The Jags are up and coming team. The Chargers without the without Allen, I have no hope for the offense, so I'm going with the Chargers. You going with the Chargers? I'm sorry, Jacksonville. I'm going with Jacksonville, sorry. <laughs> All right, Jacksonville. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. I, I and it's a clean sweep uh with Jacksonville. And here's the thing with uh San Diego and Rivers, okay? You know, 
and, and don't get me wrong, I love having guests on the show, and I try and get as many guests as I can on the show, you know, as somebody new in podcasting and with the website and everything, you know, we're starting out. We're grateful for who we get. I mean, and we've had some phenomenal guests. We've had Jim Rosenhouse from the Cleveland Indians uh, radio broadcast. We've had Jeff Cross, uh, former Miami Dolphins player. And, you know, we're getting ready to have, uh, we had Jenna Hurd on. We've had Brian Wall. I mean, we've had a list, folks. And I'm getting ready to add Larry Zabisco to the list and Chris Corciani. Here's one I probably will never have to worry about getting on the show, Philip Rivers. And I'll tell you why. You know why San Diego is so bad? It's karma. It's karma because Philip Rivers is such a dick. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Indy, I'll move on from that. But no, seriously, he is. He's an ass, okay? I, I And you know what? It's the karma he gets for being that ass. Um, Indy, no, the karma he gets Denver. That is six kids. Pardon me? The karma he gets from being an ass is he has like 60 kids. <laughs> uh, and hopefully, you know, just I uh, hope he's there for 10 years for all of them. Anyway, oh, Indy, boy. Denver. Yeah, Indy, Denver. We've got Busy Jay. What do you have? You know, normally I would roll with Denver, but I'm thinking the Colts are going to pull upset here. I think the refs are really going to keep an eye on how Denver plays the quarterback position. We saw what happened last week with Cam Newton not getting those calls. We all know Luck will probably be played just as aggressive, and he will most likely get the benefit of those calls. I think ball control will help them on offense. I'm going with the Colts for the upset. Wow. Okay. Indeed. Wow. Joey Cage? You know, I'm also going to have to go with the Colts uh, in, an, in an upset. I think that you know, Denver played a good game last week uh, against Carolina and that, you know, ultimately they won. But I also don't see, uh, you know, and, and I, honestly, I, I really like Andrew Luck. I think that he's going to have a good year this year. Uh, a lot of people have been down on him, but, I mean, he really is still uh, a good quarterback. And um, this would probably be my upset special, though, of the week, if I had to say. Indy uh, squeaks out a win against Denver and uh, – I think that we see a little bit of some, uh, you know, I think Trevor Simeon doesn't necessarily have the greatest game. I think that he's a little bit probably due to show why he's Trevor Simeon and, uh, you know, you know, and pretty much go from there. But nonetheless, uh, I'm going to pick Indy. All right. So Busy J and Joey Cage have Indy and uh, I have Denver. JT has Denver. Tate has Denver. Still to find out on kid. Green Bay, Minnesota, Joey Cage. Wow. Well, uh, Minnesota this week will be starting a really good quarterback uh, in Sam Bradford. Uh, no, but seriously, though, they are starting oh, Sam Bradford, and that's like half the reason why they're going to lose. Uh, Green Bay is going to trash him. Like, I mean, absolutely destroy them, I think. Uh, I think Minnesota is going to realize this week, uh, wow, we pretty much got fleeced uh, 100% by the Eagles. Uh, you're not going to see too much better play out of Bradford than you would have Sean Hill. And, I mean, <laughs> I think that's something, another thing that they realize. But, nonetheless, uh, I'm going to go with Green Bay absolutely to win. Yeah, I, it sounded pretty much like you were going to end up going Green Bay the way you started it. Uh, Busy Jay? 
I'm also going with Green Bay to squeak out a win. I can't wait to see the chess match between Aaron Rodgers and the Vikings' top-shelf defense. That's definitely going to be worth the watch. I just don't, again, I don't have no faith in Bradford to do enough to beat Aaron Rodgers. I just want to ask uh, really quick, JT, uh, only because, you know, you always have great things to say about the Eagles. Uh, but seriously, though, I, I mean, tell me we didn't get them on that trade. Like, <laughs> Hey, I, I said this back in April. I think Carson Wentz's ceiling is higher than Andrew Luck. I think he went out there and showed what he can do with very little experience in the preseason at all. And I think if Ryan Matthews stays healthy, Philadelphia is a team that people need to keep their eye on. But Wentz, you guys definitely got the better end of that. And and particularly the Bradford Minnesota trade where we got a first and a fourth. Oh, I mean, tell I mean, me that wasn't just a, a robbery. <laughs> y'all y'all should have been arrested for stealing on that one. Uh, yeah. Minnesota got taken again. It's Herschel Walker 2.0. Yep. yep. Uh, not as much as Herschel, but yeah, I got you. They did get taken. Um, all righty, and moving along to the last game, the aforementioned Philadelphia Eagles. Certain team of Joey Cage, I'll have him go last. Busy J, what do you have? Philly, Chicago. I'm going with the Bears. I think everybody's riding off Jay Cutler. He normally gives you one or two great games. I think this might be one of those one of those games. So I'm going with the Bears to win their home opener. Chicago, gotcha. We've got Joey Cage, your team, the Eagles. Somebody, a team that you're familiar with, you've had a chance to watch their first week, what Wentz looked like and everything. You, you're feeling confident, or you, maybe uh, now somebody's got a little game film on them and things might be a little different now. What are you, what are you feeling for this one? Well, it was interesting that we noted last week's uh, rankings on who finished where with our staff. You know, JT finishing 10-5 and five and me 9-6. and six. I picked last week Cleveland to beat the Eagles while JT picked the Eagles. Uh, And I didn't have faith in my team simply because I didn't know what we were getting. Uh, I didn't know, you know, and and to some respects, we still don't. You know, it's obviously just one game. But the gentleman, Carson Wentz, did go from Division I to an NFL game (laughs) against an NFL defense and did not turn the ball over. He looked the part. Uh, his two touchdown throws, you make those kind of throws and you put that ball uh, exactly where he put it for Jordan Matthews and Aguilar in those situations. I mean, if you can make those throws with accuracy, you belong in the NFL as a starting quarterback. Nonetheless, um, this week, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to pick Philly. I think that the Eagles um, do have something on their hands. I think that they do have a franchise quarterback on their hands, which regardless of you know some of the other positions – when you have that quarterback that, you know, can play well and, and can get the hands in there into the playmakers and everything, the ball in the hands of the playmakers and everything like that, you know, when you have that, it, it totally reinvigorates the team. I think, uh, you know, the Eagles are going to surprise people this year in the sense of, uh, you know, they're going to be a little bit better than most people thought. And I think that Carson Wentz is a big part of that. Um, against the Bears, uh, nonetheless, I think that the Bears defense is underrated, but I also think that, uh, you know, Philly, the, the, I think the Philly offense is underrated. I think that we're going to see a little bit more out of Aguilar. Uh, Aguilar looking to turn around his rookie season from last year. 
he's looking reinvigorated. And I think we see a little bit more, uh, as was alluded to by Doug Peterson, of Doriel Green-Beckham. Uh, I think the Eagles' trio of wide receivers ends up coming up big. And, uh, make, and I think the Eagles make a name for themselves this week by going 2-0, beating the Bears. You know, you could give me every Eagles uh, uh, height and weight, too, while you're at it. I could. I just asked you That's for a simple week. pick. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week, as Joey Cage just gave us a half hour <laughs> on the Philadelphia Eagles. I fell asleep. Who'd you pick? I completely forgot. <laughs> Who'd you pick? Uh, it would be, 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 be the Eagles. Yeah, for those wondering, yeah. Carson went to 6'5", 235. Prototypical franchise quarterback size. He is legitimate, folks. Evans to Betsy, folks. <laughs> yes, indeed. <sighs> I need Mako out here to slam you. Where's Mako when I need him? Uh, uh, I wish he was here, too. <laughs> you know what? Uh, that's it, folks. There's our picks. Join us uh, next week to see how we did. I couldn't probably do any worse. Kid Kelly... Uh, Kid Kelly won it all at 12 and 3. Couldn't possibly be any better. Yeah, and uh, me, myself, I came in last. I'm going to put it right out there. I'm not hiding from it. I went 6 and 9. I stumbled out of the gate. That is the truth. I'm going to be honest with you. What I didn't do is stumble out of uh, the fantasy gate. I have, uh, of all the uh, leagues I'm in, three of them I lost. I lost three leagues of all the leagues I'm in. I lost literally three last week. So uh, while I didn't do well on the picks uh, in the fantasy world, I am still the jester, folks. Uh, nothing's changed in there. Speaking of which, speaking of which, it's my pleasure as we get ready and get to King's Ransom or Fool's Gold. We got the games this week. For you fantasy players out there, you're going to want to know who should you play, who, what are we looking at? Again, as I mentioned before, you know, we did this, uh, we did a quick one the other day for the picks for the uh, game the other day for the Jets Buffalo game, and, and I gave Matt Forte. I told everybody, and again, going by my league rules in the one league I was going by, 29 points. He ended up getting you 30, so. Hopefully, uh, hopefully I can get lucky again, and uh, let's see what I can give you folks this week. JT, King's well, Ransom, Fool's Gold, hit it. Exactly. I've had some questions about a few guys to me on Twitter the last few days, and I want to turn these over to you. So the okay. first contestant up, Rashad Jennings against the Saints. We're looking okay. at a guy that got 18 carries last week, and it's a good way to keep Drew Brees off the field is to control the clock. Do you see him as a king's ransom, or is he just fool's gold? Uh, I see a game where there's going to be a lot of passing, but some of that passing will be to him now. Uh, you Total yardage. Carries, I can still see him. Uh, they might even bump him up a little bit uh, because they really do like Jennings there, and I can see him possibly – getting 18 to 20 carries this time, but I can also see him getting the ball out of the backfield in space, uh, you know, throwing them off instead of running first down. I could see a little something out in the flat on first downs with that. So uh, do I take him? Yeah, I'll take him. Am I taking him high? 
By the time he's done, I go with uh, Jennings is good for a touchdown. And combined yardage, I'd say he's good for 60 and about another 80 or 90. Yeah, about 140, 150 yards and a touchdown altogether. I can see him getting a lot of the work, like I said, a little uh, pass out of the backfield. So, you know, there you have it, folks. Next up, what do you got? So, let's look at Andrew Luck versus Denver. A Denver defense that held Cam Newton to 18 for 33, 194, one touch, one pick, and only 54 yards rushing last week. Is Andrew Luck King's Ransom, or is he full gold? Andrew Luck uh, this week is going to be, you know, you're playing a tough Denver defense, okay? But here's the thing, you know, uh, you got a tough Denver defense on one side playing uh, uh, a quarterback like Andrew Luck. Then on the other side, though, you've got that Indy defense playing against a rookie quarterback who, uh, well, not rookie, but, you know, just started his first NFL game last week, you know, he didn't look all that overwhelmed. He really didn't. A couple of bad passes, okay, a couple of, a couple of interceptions there, and he settled down after that. Now, he could have stayed rattled, okay, and just had a god-awful game. And after those two mistakes, he, he settled in there nicely. I, uh, I think that there's going to be a higher scoring game here. Uh, and so for that, Andrew Luck is going to go ahead, and I'd say he's good for 350 passing yards. And uh, give him give him two touches. Give him give him two touchdowns. They're going to have to put the points on the board. And I'm sorry that uh, Denver defense to me wasn't all that challenged as well as they could have been last week. Uh, that's the way I see it. So yeah, uh, Kings ransom with Andrew Luck this week. Take him. All right. We move on, and the yearly tradition of Keenan Allen being out for the season has happened a little early this year. Travis Benjamin slides into that number one role. Is he in for a big week versus Jacksonville? Is he a King's Ransom, or is he fool's gold? You know, at first, with Keenan Allen there, this is going to sound crazy. With Keaton Allen there, I had Travis Benjamin as a possible sleeper this year. Here's the problem. I think that the kid now that they brought in, Terrell Williams, he's going to be the receiver to own in that offense. I Like I said, I thought Benjamin would be. Uh-uh. I'm going to tell you right now. Benjamin, this week, pedestrian pedestrian you're looking at you know flex flex numbers maybe uh, wide receiver two numbers no the one who's going to have wide receiver two possibly wide receiver one numbers is one Terrell Williams this week folks next up all right let's head back to the running back position this will be uh, near and dear to Joey Cage's heart Running back Ryan Matthews coming off a week in which he had 22 carries for 77 yards and a touchdown against Cleveland. This week, going against Chicago Bears, do you see him as a King's Ransom or is he just another fool's gold? Uh, He's flex 
maybe RB2 at the best, maybe at the best. I think he'll improve on those stats. He'll get a touchdown. I can see him getting a touchdown. I can see him getting about the same amount of yards, same amount of carries. I don't see any of that really changing. I see pretty much the same numbers, but the touchdown. Um, So, again, uh, flex RB2, depending on who you are and what your team looks like. Um, you could be starting him at one spot. I don't know. But uh, for me, on my teams, he's a, he's RB2 at best. Uh, at best. Next. Quarterback Brock Osweiler coming off a game in which he threw for 231 and two touchdowns. Going against the Kansas City Chiefs, and he's at home. Is he a King's Ransom or is he full gold? You know, what I saw last week was a little bit of a surprise, though, that Kansas City had to fight in that one so bad, you know, um, and actually had to score a lot of points. And I really believe in the uh, Houston offense here. I would take him – now, again, King's Ransom, yeah, I, I would put him in the King's Ransom part just simply because uh, – He's got some weapons to throw to now. That's not, that's not going to – that's only going to get better. you got to remember one thing about Brock Osweiler, folks. Those numbers uh, were pretty good last week. They're only going to get better as they continue to gel and work together and work on film together and everything. So, uh, no, I'll take him. King's Ransom. Top uh, – I'm going to tell you this one, okay? Top 12 quarterback this week. Ooh, Okay. Let's move on to the tight end position. Last week, Drew Brees threw for 423 yards and four touchdowns, but Kobe Fleener only came up with one catch for six yards. This week, which what looks to be an aerial shootout, is he a king's ransom or is he fool's gold? Kobe Fleener lights up the giant defense this week to the tune of uh, 17 catches, 200 yards. No, Um <laughs> Kobe Fleener, though, will uh, will be used a lot more, folks. And I would – this is the week to own Kobe Fleener. This is the week to go ahead and get him against a giant defense who just lost a linebacker. You got a, a rookie safety playing back there next to a two-year safety. Okay, in the nickel packages, they throw in Eli Apple, who, a rookie. You know, so you, you're talking about a middle of the field that could be having a little bit of difficulty – either uh, covering in general or uh, possibly bad reads, things like that, mistakes made in that secondary, in that second tier and the third tier. So I'm looking at Kobe Fleener to give you six touchdowns, 87 yards, I mean six uh, catches, 87 yards, and I'm not sure, one or two touchdowns. He's, again, a guy to start this week. You know, unless you have one of the big dogs, uh, and by big dogs I'm talking about, you know, somebody like Delaney Walker um, or Olsen. You know, this is a guy that you can plug in there now, and and this is the week to have him against that giant defense. If there was ever a time to take him, now is it. I know my giant defense. Take Kobe Fleener, folks. Now, This one I'm going to throw out there for anyone that may not have heard the news. Wide receiver 
Stephon Diggs last week, seven catches for 103 yards. And now Minnesota's bringing future Hall of Fame quarterback Sam Bradford into the mix. Is Stephon Diggs still a King's Ransom, or is he full gold? As long as he doesn't run past the 10-yard line. You know, if he runs further than 10 yards away from Bradford downfield, uh, he's in deep. So, hopefully, it's going to be a lot of quick hitters uh, on a three-step drop, okay? One, two, three, boom, get rid of it. Because after that, uh, I mean, I hope they're not planning on stretching the field with Sam Bradford. I really hope, you know, uh, to me, Sam Bradford wasn't the guy to get with Laquan Treadwell sitting there, with Diggs sitting there, you know, with with just overall the whole wide receiving core sitting there. I'm sorry. You don't look you, – you've got offensive weapons like they have that can stretch a defense, but you don't have a quarterback that can hit the broadside of a barn past 15 yards. No, no, sorry. Stefan Diggs. You know what, folks? Trade him. Trade him quick. Trade him now before the game start, before people see how Bradford can't get him the ball. There you go. Fool's gold. Get him out of here. Next. All right. Last year versus the Cincinnati defense, Heath Miller had a combined 20 catches for 171 yards. In steps Jesse James. This week versus Cincinnati. Do you see him as a King's Ransom or Fool's Gold? No. Uh, they just not going to. Don't look, don't look uh, for uh, Jesse James, really, to be the kind of guy that's going to see that many passes all the time. Okay? It's just not, not going to happen. They're going to try and make it happen, but he's going to prove inconsistent, folks. There's a reason why nobody heard of him before, and he's going to prove inconsistent, and that's the one thing that will get the ball constantly back to Antonio Brown's hands. Uh, no, they're going to be able to – and the other thing about that is, um, and especially when you're looking at this week's matchup, okay, I just feel that Pittsburgh's going to be able to run the ball. I really, for whatever reason, don't ask me why, I just have that kind of feeling. You're going to see a big day, yeah, out of Antonio Brown, but you're going to see a big D'Angelo Williams day this this week, folks. Uh, Not so much Jesse James. Jesse James fools gold this week. One last guy for you. Russell Wilson, last week, Attempted a career-high 43 passes, only completed 27 of them, 258 yards, one touchdown, one pick, and added 16 rushing yards. This week at the Rams, they're 4-4. Four and four. Seattle is against the Rams in the last eight games. Do you see Russell Wilson as a King's Ransom bounce back, or is he fool's gold this week? You know, uh, you're not the first person who's thrown – the stat at me of what they've done over these last uh, eight games. They're not playing over these last eight games that they've played. They're playing this year. You know, um, I don't really see L.A. giving them as much of a fight. But here's the thing. I'm a little concerned at the health 
of Wilson. That's the thing that has me wondering. You know, I'm sorry. Seattle should be 0-1 this week. Wilson is a little dinged. It's just a game in general I'd stay away from. If you have somebody other than Wilson this week, start him. All right, because, you know, here's one of the other things that you can count on. Besides the idea that, you know, Seattle didn't look that sharp last week. They didn't. They really, I mean, like I said, you know, JT, you're a Miami fan. That should right. have been Miami's game. Mm. With that, though, yes, okay, is this. The Rams weren't as bad. They're not as bad as what they showed last week. So you put it all together, okay, and while I still see, you know, here's what I see out of that game. I see a a game similar to the Seattle game for them last week where they just struggled to get out of their own way, a team that could possibly have, okay, where, you know, Seattle could be had, but they'll just barely, I could see Seattle winning probably by a field goal. You know, I mean, originally I thought it could be better, but no, this is this is the route I'm going with that one, folks. And don't forget, next week, this coming week, Wednesday, FXE Live, special edition, we're going to have WWE, we're going to have FXE, but also one hour with Larry Zabisco joining us, folks. You're not going to want to miss that. Next week, the Fantasy Justice Show, Chris Corciani, 8 p.m. Join us for that. You got the gridiron guys on Thursday, 7 p.m. Catch them all. FantasyJusticeSports.com. I'm the Fantasy Jester. Out. Out.